and it's part of the Stream Street series, which takes us to Stream Street Day 481, or something similar to that. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. Uh, just me today, Owen Jackson, still recovering from our intense game of Warhammer Agency Mod that we had yesterday, actually, um, but hours ago. Hey, good morning, T-Man Cash. So, uh, hello to everyone who's joined us live via the podcast, and thanks to everyone who's watching us on YouTube. And shout out to everyone there as well on Patreon. Couldn't do it without you. You guys are the champs. So, obviously, uh, Age of Sigmar 3 launched this weekend, I guess. Pre-order, it feels like a thousand years ago. And, of course, very few actual events with the new FAQs, if any events with the new FAQs, that occurred on Friday. I actually took part in two events this weekend. I'm sure there were others around the world. Uh, we haven't had time to have a look at those uh, this week. Uh, but next week we'll start to have a more conclusive roundup on what those are. Uh, so I've, I've participated in a 16-man singles event on Saturday, and I also participated in a, uh, a round-robin of four teams of four playing against each other in a team format on a Sunday. Hey, Jog PLC. So there's some big takeaways, I think, actually. Uh, two kind of major takeaways to, to discuss from the weekend for Age of Sigmar stats and also um uh, for oh the volume is low uh, hello okay one second everyone good morning everyone don't turn up your radio i'm now wearing the correct headset and that is an issue that will be resolved for next time <laughs> it's a good start to the day it's a good start to the day hello everyone welcome to the honest world gamer boom clip that uh <laughs> Thanks, Mac Readiness, for resubscribing. Uh, <laughs> right, let's get this started. So some big takeaways from the singles event um, and a big takeaways from the team event. Hey, Jim Conius, Idiot Win, Dex and Mon. Uh, hello, everyone. Thanks for being here live on Twitch. You could join us, obviously, on twitch.tv for slash John's Wargamer if you are watching, listening to this as a podcast or watching on YouTube. So... What takeaways do I have from the singles event? Well, there were two players and two lists that went 3-0. and And it's no surprise that uh, Benjamin Sava and Darren Watson were the two players that went 3-0. and um, uh, So, yeah, no surprise. Both players of note, both quality players uh, who've done particularly well in many events with many different types of lists. So uh, not only are they good with any list, well, not any list, with many lists, they're also uh, competent um on of their own so it was an interesting kind of like look at what list they decided to bring to an event uh, especially in age of sigma 3 first time around uh, hey hot sauce teddy um you're gonna get a new t puppy soon i'm super happy for you bud uh good morning from indiana hello pizza pizzle bound of tizzle what's going on so uh, so worries you wouldn't stream as this is the first day in a while so i could chill during the live show you got this you got this we uh, we've been live every day we've just been live late in the evening not at the midday show if that helps um uh, the new stream computer is up and running thanks to everyone who helped get the new stream computer up and running but i haven't done the overlays and organized all the other stuff yet uh, a bit of an involved job which i'm going to try and get done today professor mork thanks for resubscribing uh right so some takeaways no surprise darren and um uh, Benjamin did particularly well. Nick J. Fowler, thanks for resubscribing. Big love. And one of the things to, to, to look at is their list. So let's look at Benjamin's. Benjamin did actually take out the event. There was one point between him and Darren. Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't as close as maybe it might have sounded. Um, uh, both players went 3-0. and oh. So let's look at Benjamin's list and let's talk about how it's changed up since the last edition and what stuff it would have been uh, and how it plays. Uh, Rats did once, Morgan. Rats did, Rats did one. Rats did win. Apologies. So, Battle Regiment, uh, which means it's a one-drop list. Um, and he had Screech Vermin King. He had an Arch Warlock. He had a Warlock Engineer. The Arch Warlock had the 5-up DPR artifact that you get, the generic one that you get uh, from the core book. Um, both of those had more, the More More Warp Power spell, which is rerolls to hit and rerolls to wound. Um, more on that later. Uh, and then uh, he had uh, three units of five Scryer Acolytes, ten Scryer Acolytes. Now, all of those count as Battle Line if you wanted to use Battle Line. Uh, and he also had the Soul Scream Bridge, right? Um, this was all with the new FAQ. So this was Age of Sigma 3. All of the new FAQs were in effect. We played all new battle plans on day one. So they were, we played First Blood, Tooth and Nail, 
and we played um, Survival of the Fittest. Those were the three. And the th- reason they got chosen for, for this event were the they were three where it's all the new scoring. So it's hold one, hold two, hold more. Although one of them, um, is it Survival of the Fittest or Tooth and Nail? Whichever one you have to hold for two. I can't remember which one. And we FAQ'd it so that if your opponent took it away from you and then you took it back, that didn't count as having held it for two. Um, so uh, that was a house rule there because I don't think it's necessarily very clear. Uh, Azrank, thanks for resubscribing. Hey, why am I Rob? So uh, the big takeaway from this list, obviously, is those nine Storm Fiends, um, uh, 945 points. Because they're battle line in Scryer, if you have the Scryer Allegiance, you can take the Storm Fiends and you can double reinforce them. So nine Storm Fiends, three Rattling Guns in there, uh, three Poisoned Wind Launchers, and three Shot Gauntlets. Now, um, the Mormor Warp Power spell, obviously, yeah, nine big fellas. Um, Now, the Mormor Warp Power gives you rerolls to hit and rerolls to wound, of course. Um, uh, on this unit, and we're going to look at the, their like profiles in a moment. Um, and you also obviously can use uh, Unleash Health for Stand and Shoot on that unit of nine, five wounds apiece. And you can, of course, this is the other important thing, give them plus one attack for all-out attack. Sorry, plus one to hit. Sorry, plus one to hit for all-out attack. So let's look at the, the profile on these, because honestly, I think it's an incredible list. Uh, and it's so useful. So you've obviously, if you're playing Skaven, if you haven't played Skaven before, there's three warp holes. You're able to teleport your nine Storm Fiends through them. Or if you wanted to, uh, you can, uh, you have the Soul Screen Bridge. You've also got uh, the Warp Sparks. And the Warp Sparks are going to add plus one damage to each one of those weapons. So they're going to go so powerful. Uh, hey, Tristan. Hey, Tristan. Uh, so let's go. Um... Uh, storm fiends is what we're going to look at so let's look at these storm fiends now they were a terror for a while at that soul screen bridge oh they've got six wounds apiece apologies six wounds apiece before up save so they already count if you think about it they already count as two models on an objective if you're looking to hold an objective i don't think that really matters though because they are just going to blitz units which kind of keys in if you haven't listened to the show from last night me and darren he played uh, all of the events over the weekend and saturday night so the last two shows that are on twitch should be podcast and should be on youtube as well you'll hear kind of some of my first longer deep thoughts about my personal playstyle and some games that i played and how they went and also um some kind of key takeaways i think that's happened uh what i think that are happening but loads still to learn from this edition uh, and really interested to see how how the game progresses i don't know what you guys think but i'm interested to see how it progresses because it's really good now let's talk about it. he had three rattling cannons in each unit so they're 3d6 shots so he's going to be doing 96 shots from that unit of nine storm fiends. They're hitting on fours, which is fine, but they're reroll to hit, reroll into wound. If he's used all out attack, they're hitting on threes. Reroll into hit, reroll into wound. Rend one, damage one. However, they're not damage one if he uses the warp stone, and they're damage two. So before we talk about anything else, it's 12 inch range though. 12 inch range uh, with a movement of six. But you're looking at 96 shots. Hit on threes, wound on threes, Ren one, damage two. That's already pretty good. It's a thousand point unit, but that's already pretty good. But then he's got the wind launchers, 24 inch range, effective range 30 inches. That doesn't include, because he moves six, that doesn't include if he bridges them or puts them through a warp hole. So 24 inch range. So he can shoot the front line and murder your, uh, your screen behind. That's three attacks each. So that's nine attacks coming out of the unit, hitting on fours, and they could be re-rolling or... Plus one to hit, so it could be threes re-rolling. Wounding on fours, that's probably going to be let down, but re-rolling again. Yeah? Uh, 96 shots, no. 9d6 th- shots. 9d6, so nine dice of sixes. Um, so uh, the wind launchers are three attacks each, so it's going to be nine shots coming out of the unit. Um, and then these are Ren 3. Ren 3, so my big bin chicken, the Lord of Change, he wouldn't get any armor save against it. He would. Um, if I took cover, uh, so that would have been, uh, but I would still be saving these on sixes and they're D3 damage plus one, D3 damage plus one. So nine D3 shots, basically nine D3 damage shots. So, um, uh, the same as a, a pack of flamers, but with Ren three and rerolls to hit and rerolls to wound. Uh, and then the other one, um, is he's taken is the shot gauntlet. So he hasn't decided to go for the warp fire projectors, which are only eight inch range. And instead to make sure he doesn't get locked in combat, um, He's got shotgun gauntlets. So four attacks each, hitting on fours, wound on threes, rend one, 
damage two. I think they might go up to damage three with the warp zone token. Someone maybe could get this um, in uh, the chat for me. But the shot gauntlets are, if the unmodified hit roll for an attack made with shot gauntlet is a six, the attack inflicts D6 hits. So exploding sixes into sixes. And there are four attacks, so 12 attacks coming out of the unit if you get locked into a fight. So 12 attacks, hitting on sixes, exploding um, any sorry, any of them hitting on sixes, exploding, and don't forget you've got rerolls to hit and rerolls to wound. Rend one, damage three. Damage three. Um, uh, if he's using the Warpstone token, I'm pretty certain. Um, so again, those are just going to absolutely delete stuff. And I think this is going to be one of the interesting things that we start to talk about. Um, we're going to start to talk about uh, in Age of Sigmar about these big units because there's also some other stuff to talk about like we talked about they've got that four up armor save four up armor save on this big brick of dudes um, and if they are wearing warpstone laced armor they have a wounds characteristic of seven and I'm pretty certain the uh, the shot gauntlets do have warp laced armor so it's an additional three wounds sparks are just for shooting thanks Tom Dix big love so it's only damage two on the gauntlets it's only damage two but it's still brilliant um, I'm pretty certain Black Kings would, would love to have that profile. That would be a lot better. Rend 1 and damage 2. So shotgun ones are amazing. Um, uh, uh, Ezra and uh, he has three close combat weapons because they're forced to choose. So I spoke to Benjamin yesterday and he said actually the, the close combat weapons were actually a choice because it allowed him to also do some combat if he wanted to also do some, some fighting as well. Uh, I know, only damage 2, Dave. Whole thing in the bin. Whole thing in the bin. Now, um... It's, it's a lot of wounds as well, and that's the other thing to talk about. Six wounds apiece. Uh, so from the nine, we're looking at 54 wounds, but it's not actually 54 wounds because three of them have an additional wound. So it's 57 wounds coming out of the unit. Um, uh, so 57 wounds. Now, the really key point is the commandability rally. Uh, so they can uh, have rally done on them, or they can do rally on themselves because they're an elite, elite unit. Uh, so if you do get them down to one wound, Benjamin talked about yesterday, uh, maybe on Saturday, he got the whole unit down to one Storm Fiend, left to one wound, and he rallied three back. So that's 18 wounds he rallied back. And the, uh, the four-up save turned into a three-up save, pretty key as well, uh, if you're taking cover, if someone tries to shoot you or fight you, or whatever the situation is. The bravery is an issue, though, that bravery six. Uh, so making sure that they maintain that um lol couple of cheeky sixes you know it smogs you know it uh and then some let's talk about some of the weaknesses because benjamin didn't win all of his games yesterday so this storm fiend list didn't dominate the field lost actually to francois uh the uh the runner of the spiteful 16 event which we all attended um so the organizer lovely um lovely human being and uh he was playing his stormcast so a bit old school uh there was a star drake there was all sorts of bits in it like some sequiturs it was old school and one of the reasons that it lost was because, um, uh, you know, key performance. Uh, one of the reasons it lost was because all of the uh, casters blew themselves up. So the more, more warp power. And actually, we saw this a few years ago. Uh, we saw Jack Armstrong at the LGT play against uh, Darren Watson with his change host. Uh, that was when you could, again, run nine Storm Fiends because they got, uh, they got FAQ to only six for the past year or so. Um, and again, we saw Darren take the game away from Jack by killing his Arch Warlocks. So that more, more warp power spell being so integral for the rerolls to hit and rerolls to wound. Um, and then and then after that, you really just lower the efficacy of... Uh, I don't think that's right. The efficiency, sorry. You lower the efficiency of that unit loads. Um, and so that's the kind of key takeaway. So you've got to ask yourself, what can I do... Can I build lists like that? Can I take nine Kurnoth Hunters and start rallying them? Is that something I want to try and do? Is that a plan? Is there something I can build up? We, we see MSU Eels played a lot, but what if you run nine and then you rally five or six? Like, is that a thing? They charge, so maybe they're not quite as effective in that kind of setup. But it's, a, it's an interesting take on a list in Age of Sigmar 3 using some of the key components, doubling down on that once-per-phase command ability to take cover instead of it going all over you taking it on one unit. I would say that that's really important because you're really just making it more wounds are getting more of the save, right? Um, uh, you know, you can't take nine Kern off the air because they're not battle line, of course. Good point. Thank you. Um, I played against this on the weekend, says Smorgan. Killed everything that wasn't a Storm Fiend and beat it with Sneaky Ninja Rats. Good man. Good man. Um, okay, so uh, there's something to think about there. 
Um, so killing the, killing everything other than Storm Fiends, a bit like playing... I played uh, Owen Jackson with his Nagash, 1,000 points in Nagash, and I basically killed everything other than Nagash. Uh, same sort of setup. There's always, there's always been that kind of play if you get to try and do it. Um, if that unit does come and shoot all your stuff off, though, that's going to be the situation. But some of the lists that we uh, we haven't really maybe seen yet play event, because well, there's been no events, there's been one, right? Maybe a, maybe another somewhere in the world, I'll go find out. Um, but it's just something to start thinking about. Thanks, Jacob Berry, for donating five gift subscriptions. Big love to you. Um, and thanks, everyone, for tuning in live. So, yeah, lots of takeaways. The list can be beat. The list can beat itself. Um, there are weaknesses. There are strengths. How can you build lists in the future is the real question. How can you build lists that maybe take advantage of that same sort of setup? That's the real question. Especially with the FAQ, we saw a lot of rerolls taken away. How are we going to add rerolls into your... How are you going to add... If you can have rerolls still, and then you could use the plus one and then add on to the rerolls, that seems like it's a real big positive. Um, <laughs> now, the other update, of course... Uh, so the other list that went 3-0 uh, was Mr. Darren Watson's. And this is something uh, that is uh, going to be uh, very, very common. I think. So this is a Seraphon Fangs of Sotek list. He had a Slan. He had 30 Skinks. He had Skink Star Priest. Uh, Skink Priest. He had two Salamanders, one Salamander, and he had Gotrek Grunginson. Uh, Gotrek probably making his way into every order list at the moment and probably for the meantime. I don't think that there's going to be a situation. Uh, it was a 3.0 tournament. Yes, it was Grinaldi. Um, uh, there's going to be... Uh, uh, I don't think there's going to be any um, uh, lists in order, probably, that don't have Gotrek in. Maybe they will. Maybe they will, but I can't see why they would. Like he is he, the best 435 points I think you could spend. If you, if any army was like, I would like to put that in my list, he would make it into inside the list. Um, it Unbelievably good, is all I'm going to say. Um, uh, able to just dominate objectives, especially so... Two of the battle plans yesterday we uh, we played. Sorry, two of the battle plans we played on the Saturday um, where Darren went three and zero. I think he went three and zero on the Sunday as well, but that's a, a different kettle of fish. Um, were three objectives. So you just put Gotrek gunning for that centre objective, and it's pretty much his. It's pretty much unkillable with heroic recovery. Um, in each turn, heal three. That's pretty nuts. Um, and then he's also uh, gonna murder almost anything he touches. Um, so can you shut him down? Maybe cogs, maybe, uh, not cogs, sorry, shackles, maybe, but he's such a beat stick, like such an obnoxious war scroll for 435 points. Um, I think it's going to be, uh, yeah. And you can heal him in every hero phase as Warhammer Rob is saying in the chat. Um, and, uh, how much is the mega gargant you take with order? I don't know, but you're going to take Gotrek instead, right? Um, uh, these terrain features, quick question. Uh, if you guys listen to podcasts, you don't know. Uh, but here's one of the boards that we use at the TSN Arena. Uh, these two gates that you guys can see, these are impassable terrain. And then this crystal structure just there, uh, that's actually the the bottom of it is cover. Uh, the whole piece is obscuring. Um, and obscuring for me is if you just draw a line of sight straight across, not three inches like it is the book, um, or overgrown or whatever it might be called. But I say obscuring. Um, basically, blocks line of sight if you draw any line across it. Uh, and then the base is cover, and obviously the crystal is impassable. Um, so that's how we play it. And then uh, this little water feature down here is cover, and then the building at the top is garrison. Just for, for sorry, podcast bros, but there's a picture there. Um, uh, hey, Philip Kartev, uh, Kartiev, sorry, how are you? On Friday, we're launching the tournament in TTS for the Russian community this week, Age Sigma 3.0. I can send you a list for discussion in a couple of days. Philip, I would love that if you could, uh, and then we'll ha we'll take a look. If we don't take a look at those later in the week, we'll definitely take a look at them on Monday show next week. I think that would be good. Um, uh, being able to dispel and dispels in both phases, though, they don't last for long. Iron Gutsman, I got some thoughts on that. I was going to talk more about it on the show tonight. I more wanted to talk about other people's lists than mine, uh, but yeah, I got some thoughts on that, which I'll say later uh, on the the Monday night show uh, with Nathan, James, and Dan. Um, because those two also played six games of HCM3 this weekend. So I think we've got lots to chat about, which I think is good. Uh, but yeah, you're pretty much going to see... Uh, so Croak, not Croak, sorry. A Slan being able to do Celestial Deliverance um, anywhere on the board. 
Uh, do I mean Celestial Deliverance? I mean Comet's Call. Comet's Call anywhere on the board, D3 Mortal Wounds, pick loads of characters out. Also use the Realm Shaper engine to blammo any piece of terrain. If you're playing very heavy terrain, like we generally play at the TSN Arena, that's super useful. If you're playing on a classic Age of Sigmar board where someone's put two Realm Gates in the middle and someone's found an Ophidian Archway somewhere, then you don't have to worry as much. Um, uh... Uh, so yeah, like uh, really, really good being able to do chip damage and mortal wounds everywhere. Obviously, that big block of skinks is still very powerful. And also because they've got priests in their book and not lots of armies have access to priests, they've also got access to the generic uh, prayer uh, curse, which is a nine inch range. And any six, you do it on the enemy unit, any sixes to hit are going to cause them mortal wounds. And that works so well on a unit that obviously produces loads of attacks. But it's very hard to create happen on the tabletop. Uh, you need to be within in your hero phase of nine inches of that unit. So it's quite easy, uh, quite easy to avoid and quite difficult to create. But you're taking the skink priest anyway. So if you get the opportunity to do it, you're going to do it. And then you're going to make that 30 blocker skinks still as deadly as ever. If you'd like to see as de how deadly they are, go back and watch the show me and Darren last night where I described uh, Tom's first reaction to playing them ever. Question from the chat, JP, Rob, would you rather see every list with Gotrek in for order or change his war scroll to make him less impactful? That's a great question. I think I'd like to see his war scroll less impactful. I think ultimately it was a fun meme war scroll, but it genuinely makes whole armies. Don't say whole armies. It's too good. I think I think that feels right. I think saying that that I th I think it feels too good for 435 points. I think it probably just feels too good anyway. Uh, smaller board, more likely to get in, um, and uh, uh, and also with the heels. I think the heels on him are dumb. Is all I'm going to put out. So I've got some more questions in the chat. Let's see what's going. Uh, the the show tonight is at 7pm UK time so every Monday night show where we talk Age of Sigmar is 7pm Monday uh, Monday night UK time um, uh, what's everyone saying casting metamorphosis on small hero uh, fastest way to lose the game of AOS 3 that's what I learned this weekend <laughs> yeah definitely don't do that although if you're a change caster cast it all the time that's all I'm going to say um, uh, uh, OBR and Bad Spot this edition pretty much done a rival sad face Owen I was going to talk about that more later 100% I agree with Owen I spoke about it on the show last night we'll talk about this more in detail later I'm, I'd still like to talk about other people's performances and talk about all of our experiences tonight so again Darren doing really well with Seraphon so some key takeaways from the two winning lists what things can we see from those two like 3-0 lists and it's only a one day a 3-0 and it was a fun event where we were all learning but um, I think both Benjamin and Darren will probably play that at events maybe I'm not sure I spoke to them both Benjamin saying maybe his less because it's not quite as reliable as you'd want it to be but um, if you can take big units and you can buff stack things like rally on elite units like storm fiends things like cut uh, take cover things like all-out attack then obviously there's going to be some great utility inside of that if you can take got trek take got trek because he's so good he's unbelievable he just wins all games um, <laughs> uh, what publication is Got Trek in? As I do not think is allowed in the list of bitch pa uh, pitch battle publications. That is the sort of pedantry I like to see. Iron Gauntlet one two three one two three one. That is where it's at. Let's go. Um, do do my OBR army just came back from Danny Paints? Do I just bin it to Morgan? No, I'm not saying OBR have been nerfed into oblivion and they don't work. More on that. We need more data for that. Although based on Owen's experiences at the weekend and also Speckles, I would say that they're in a bad spot. And having played them against a sing in a singular instance, I have some thoughts. My main thoughts are: you wouldn't play OBR for the. I wouldn't play OBR for the next six months or even the next year. And one of the reasons i wouldn't do it is because one of the key takeaways for playing new age of sigma 3 is using redeploy massive won me two games won me two games um uh, yesterday redeploy i wouldn't use um uh, you don't get to use redeploy you don't get to use take cover you don't get to use uh, all that attack on all of those things all of those generic command abilities uh, and because of that because of that you are just 
playing with tools that other people are learning. So you could be six months a year into the edition, pick up a new army, and you're going to have to learn how to use these things. Whereas people, like I spent most of yesterday asking myself, how could I put units into a place where I would want to use redeploy? How could I put units somewhere where I would want to try and create an, uh, an unleash hell, so a stand and shoot reaction? What can I do to use the new core mechanics? And I think that there's some real skills you can develop from that. And so I wouldn't play something which OBR don't have that don't have access to using them because then you're not in the same place, right? Um, uh, so basically, OBR are now like Two Kings and Eighth Ed. Dave Fraser, you've nailed it. But not, like, not. Uh, so do you think uh, Croak Tech, Garathi, Gothrathi, and Tech Trek are the, the filthiest filth? I would say, uh, I, I wouldn't say Croak is. Jay Berry, a big love to you. Uh, I think Marathi is, of course, and I think Gotrek is, of course. Um, and two kings work cool. Like, and if anyone want, ever, wanted to use a two king army against me, but use them with the OBR rules, I'd be so okay with that. Um, agreed on OBR on shelving mine and picking up Beast Claw to play until the new book comes out, since I can get a two K list cheap as Obi-Watts. That makes loads of sense. Um, learn it, the ropes in AOS. So Smog says they are pretty, but I reckon you're right. Learn the ropes in AOS three and then see where they're at. That's what you're going to want to do. There are so many fun tools. It's fun as well. It's fun. You get to set up a trap in your opponent's movement phase. Do I feel it's negative? Don't. I don't know. Because both people get to do it, unless you're the OBR guy. Like, I felt awful. I was holding an objective against Owen with my 10 pink horrors. They've got unit champs, so they're able to use a command ability on themselves. He then tries to charge them. Uh, no, he moves within three. I redeploy four or five inches away that's now a seven eight inch charge that he's got to achieve with no re-roll in obr so it, obr were like double bummed in that particular situation apologies for the language like they were in the worst place because he didn't have access to redeploy himself and he didn't um have access to be able to re-roll the charge so he just was in a terrible place in that situation so uh anyway uh what about Tunking Rules, Rob? What about uh, that, you coward? Uh, nothing interesting. I just, like, I can't play my Chaos Dwarfs. You can't play your Tomb Kings. We're in the same boat, babe. Uh, but I would row that boat with you under a waterfall and sing you songs, is how I'd say. Uh, OBR quite good stand on objectives and scratch your balls kind of army, though, says Iron Gutsman. Yeah, I know, but Gutsman, especially someone like you, Gutsman, you've got to want to get the Yetis out again. I don't know why people aren't thinking about redeploy and then a pile in six inches. Unbelievable what you could do with that so much play so much play that you can do there like you must be like especially someone like you the way you play that's a big shout out to Stuart McCown by the way uh he has just a great play style love watching him play so more of that would be better um JP Steven says durable foot heroes seem to have a lot more impact I tried Altharian out on the weekend with heels worked really well the heels are mad the heels are mad I had Kairos down to two wounds and back up to seven in two turns and I was like just the heels are mad. I don't know how an anointed on Frostart Phoenix is down to three. It went down five points. They're, what are they, 315 now? I don't know how they die, is what I'm going to say. You kill him in one shot? I'm not sure. Which is a kind of a key takeaway from the weekend. You need stuff that kills stuff in one turn. Anyway, so that's Darren and uh, Benjamin's lists, I think. Uh, oh, sorry, Jacob Berry. Sorry, yeah, I'm talking about this with both these models. Croak plus Gotrek, Marathi plus Gotrek, Teclas plus Gotrek as overstrong combos. It's an interesting one because really Gotrek can kind of control uh, an objective on his own. But what he can do more importantly, Jacob, because I tended to find that the points, depending on the battle plan, this is really important. I intentionally chose different battle plans at the weekend. So it was the, on the singles event, we did primary scoring. We've also got a singles event at the, our first Age of Sigmar event this Saturday. We've also got a team event on Sunday. And I'm going to talk about team event scoring in a moment. Um, one of the, I chose uh, the three battle plans, which it was the new scoring system completely. So it was, it was uh, the three objectives, or four objectives in one case, where it was hold one, hold two, hold more. Uh, and that would be worth three. And your battle tactics were two. Ultimately, the battle tactics are massive. And several of the battle tactics combo for like a really big round score that swings badly. So for instance, conquer, where you're going to go and take an, an objective your opponent already controls. Now, if Gotrek... If you go and if Gotrek's on an objective and he's just holding it on his lonesome, you're like, cool, I'll just put 10 whatever on it, take the objective off him, I'm great. But then the next turn, he's going to be able to achieve conquer against you 
and wipe out a unit. Or he could achieve kill your battle line unit if that's the 10 you, that you do, yeah, um, which is broken ranks. So he can do that. And he can also charge at the same time. Uh, sorry, and also retake the objective off you. Which, in a three-objective game, like the one you see behind me, which is First Blood, that's actually that's going to turn you into a hold two. Let's assume you're always both contesting one. It's going to turn you from a hold one and no battle tactics, so one point, into a hold two, hold more, and battle tactics, so five. So something like that is very, very powerful. So the objective holding game seems less important than the killing game seems more important because in the right situation when you're like right i'm going to take this objective that means you need to delete the thing that's on the objective they need to die similarly you're going to do broken ranks you need to kill it you're going to kill it you're going to play bring it down for a battle tactic you have to bring it down on the sunday we ended up playing the new battle for the pass so your objective is one point their objective is four the two in the center are two seemed far less important on the battle tactics because I could get far more points on the primary. Primary, sorry. Uh, so obviously, if I just held the two center in mind, that's five already. Yeah, which already just... like So you just end up with some massive point swings in those particular games. So um, uh, there's something to be aware of. that I think TOs need to be far more conscious of the packs they create because you really are designing two lists, I think, for that two environment. Some are probably just going to work in all of them let's be honest, uh, because you just smash your opponent. Um, but I would think, uh, I think that Croak, no, but I think Marathi, Teclis, horrific. I think also we're, or none of us are playing Apex Predators, right? Because no one wants to play Marathi and Teclis in, uh, no, Marathi and Gotrek in Apex Predators. Ever. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> um Notice you mentioned standard shoot chariot not needing to target the charging unit. Is that a Zintra or Takaloi? I think it could be. Uh, I think it could have been a misplay Takaloi, um, but I'm going to double check it. As I understand it with the wording, I've got them here. Uh, shout out to the guys who um, uh, wrote who the guys in uh, where is it Texas who wrote these out. So let me just double check and see if I've got it. If anyone has the wording for the uh, standard shoot tactic, which I don't think I have. Ah, uh, no, I don't have him on these. These are all the, the spare copies. But if I had, give me a second, and we'll all read it together. Um, it's a unit that made its charge move. Let's double read it. Because I could have played it wrong. Uh, so like, if that helps you out, which is, uh, I'll just mention now. But I'll talk more about that later. It's not something I've triple checked. And it doesn't matter because it wasn't that <laughs> cheater. Yes, thanks, Owen. <laughs> but again, not that sort of event, uh, if that helps you all out. <laughs> Do we have a link to the Texas cheat sheet? Someone in the chat's got to know where it is. Um, if anyone in the chat has got the link, that would be great. Um, but I'll double check now. Uh, well, I won't double check. I'll, I'll double check later, and then I'll talk about it on tonight's show. Is the easiest one, because I want to kind of get on with what I'm talking about now. Um, Tiny Smash, thanks for your streams. I cracked my ribs yesterday at the muddy walk with the dog, and I, have, I had to take the day off work. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Uh Renegaded, um, Rob is Nagash viable now. I would say yes. Um, he just, you want to play very particular against him. Um, so go for it. Rob, what do you think about eight metal crunches? I'm there for it, Iron Gutsman, is what I say. That's what I say. Um, like, send me, could you, could you send me a message and explain it to me? I can't have, I've played six games. I've done nothing but Age of Sigmar 3 for four whole days. And there's no way I still have it all in my head. So if anyone's got any clever shit, that they think that they know. They're like, this plus this does this. Send it to me. Tweet it at me. Inbox me on Twitter. I want to hear it all. There's this clever thing. This thing doesn't work. I heard you say this other thing that was dumb. Any of it. Yeah? All of that. And it needs to be explained out to me a bit more. Yeah? Eight Metal Crunches sounds great. Yeah? Explain to me why and what's going on. And that's good. Um, Mount Chains aren't unique anymore and can be taken in multiples. Class. I'm there for it, is what I'm going to say. Uh, because this is just, a, it's just open season, ladies and gentlemen. I'm super happy with whatever's happening at the minute. We all smash face and we find out how we feel. Yeah. Horrors don't work. Screw those guys. So I played Horrors at the weekend and I think they work. Steven AOS, please drop me a message about why you don't think they work. I want to hear about it so I can talk about it on tonight's show. Um, because I played them at the weekend and I think that they were fine. In fact, Owen played against them uh, and Darren. Other than redeploy, I think, uh, I think they thought it was okay, personally. Right, okay. Um, let's talk about the next bit. So the team event on the Sunday, yeah? Um, 
will explain how they can't die. Thank you. I fire your message, bud. Thank you, bud. Appreciate you loads and loads. Because uh, I played it different, so I'd love to talk about that. Uh, every game, a completely different army. Just so many new things to explore. Mandolis, they are. Um, Nagash plus Nefra puts Nagash on a two plus on rendable rerolling ones. Yeah, Jacob Berry, but can he be everywhere? So, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> there's loads to talk about. Um, our game's longer in third edition. I think you just need to get off book is the answer. Yes, they are. I'll talk more about that later. Tonight, tonight, we'll go into a long, deep dive. Me, Nathan, James, Dan, all we're going to talk about is our feelings and impressions. I want you to all bring your opinions to that show. Let me fire off about the, the facts from the weekend. Um, now, uh, one of the things, thank you very much to D Arquebus. Uh, I'll put that link in the, well, I won't, Scrivo will, because he's a legend. We'll put that link in the chat. Um, so we'll put the link to the score sheet, which we use from the weekend, and also the printout uh, from the Weird Knobs uh, guys in Texas, which we use at the weekend. I would say both of those two things were invaluable to play. Talking about speeding the game up, important. Um, so, uh, listen, the team event was three, four teams of four playing a round robin. So we did the pairing process like you would do a normal pairing process at a team event. I've talked about it before. Not a big issue. Most of the lists were just lists that people ran at the singles event. It doesn't matter what the lists are. This wasn't like a what's the meta list for team events set up. None of that was the situation. What it was was four groups of four playing with four armies, right? So that's not key. What's key as takeaways is the scoring and the scoring variance. Because when you do a team event, what you can't do really is just go for win-loss. And the reason you can't do that is when you get paired into a game where you're definitely going to lose and it's just win-loss, you just lose, it's rubbish. It's super rubbish for you as a player. And a good example would be my round one. I played Darren Watson with his Seraphon and Gotrek. There just isn't a way. Number one, Darren's better than me. and i got no problem saying that. But number two, there's no way I can win that. My list was more of a moving spellcasting castle that doesn't do a lot of output. It definitely doesn't kill 30 skinks in a turn. Doesn't kill Gotrek in a turn. Oh, maybe it kills 30 skinks if I get the flamers in. Maybe. Um, but it gets outranged by the skinks because of the teleport. And it gets outranged by the salamanders by the teleport. So the flamers lose that fight every time. And they also get outranged by... Um, uh, well, they also can't go anywhere near Gotrek. So... I have to protect myself from Gotrek for the whole game. Also make sure at no point do I let 30 skinks anywhere near Kairos the bin chicken. Yeah, can't do that ever. Um, so none of those things are available. So I can't win that game, I don't think. I don't think I was being defeatist. I just don't think I win that game. But as a player for a team, because I bust myself, yeah, what you can do is you can say to yourself, hey, I'm going to lose well. So what that means is, is I make the points difference between the total victory points scored by Darren and the point, total victory points scored by me be as small as possible. So I'm just trying to gain a couple of points here and there every turn. So even though he's going to win me, I, uh, so win me? I apologize, everyone. I'm tired and my English isn't particularly good. And I was dragged up, not brought up. So I'll try. Uh, even though he was going to beat me. Thank you, everyone. Uh, if anyone would like to... Uh, criticize me win thank you <laughs> Every... <laughs> uh, even though he was going to beat me my mission in that particular game was to take the strongest list and the strongest player from that team and make it so that he didn't get 20-0 as which is how you do vps in a team event instead my job was to go and get as many points as possible now if we just did win loss draw it would have just been a loss we could have just turned up looked at each other's armies, we're smart enough to have worked out, shook hands and had three hours off. Instead, I got to play Warhammer, play my heart out for three hours to try and grab some points. That was really important. Now, I'd written in the pack that the variance between... So, the differential, that's the word, the differential between... Um, <laughs> the differential between the two different scores. So, for example, in round one... Uh, I don't know, 27-14, uh, this was mine and Darren's game, 27-14, I had said that the difference between them, if it was a point per victory point, I'll kind of explain it super quick, if Darren had scored, 50, uh, scored 15 points and I'd scored 10, there would have been a, a five-point differential, 
uh, five points between us, which meant it would have been a 15-5 to him. He gets 15 points, I get five. So it would have been a 10-10. You start at a 10-10, and for every point you beat someone by, you move that differential around. So you beat me by a point, it becomes an 11-9. Beat me by two points, it becomes a 12-8, and so on. Now, after round one, after round one, the we completely changed that up. So Donal, big shout out to him, the Grot Terrorist, he played his game and he won, as did Joe, who won his game. So Joe Purcell, he won his game. Both of them came back and fed back to me, hey Rob, we think the differentials will change from one to two. So if you beat me by two points, so if it's a 10, 10 uh, if you beat me by two points, then instead of it being a 12-8, it only becomes an 11-9. So in order to be able to get a 20 nil you need to beat someone by 20 points. The differential between your two scores needs to be 20 points. I know this is such boring math to listen to. I get it. Like, it's rubbish. Like, it's so dull. Like, but it's really important for tournament scoring and also really important for you guys so you guys have more enjoyable games in a team format, which are the most enjoyable way to play Warhammer, in my opinion. Yeah? Um, and then, like Jacob Berry says, using points differential gives the losing player incentive to try and steal as many VPs as possible. Uh, Tarquinex, that's what I'm doing for my team events. Right, perfect. So we do. So the th point was, what happened was we we did no. Uh, I don't think we did any rounding down. You had to you had to clear kill panic. You had to clear the two point differential. So if you only beat me by one point, it was still a ten ten. You had to have that two point differential. Um, Winner Dave maths. You got it, baby. And make AOS math again. Make it math again. <laughs> uh, I'm really looking uh, for a new scoring system since my 3.0 league starts in two weeks. So I would do the, I would do the two-point differential. I'm going to, at some point today, either do a blog or write it up um, or put it in some sort of format that makes sense so you guys can kind of like visualize it because I know it's just me talking in the minute. And if I get that done before the podcast comes out, then I'll put a link in the show notes. If not, check the Honest Wargamer Twitter, which is where I'll put it. Now, what's great is everyone who was playing was feeding back information to me and was like, look, Rob, one, v one point difference isn't enough. It needs to be to two. And I was like, great. So we retconned round one because no one who was playing had any clue what was happening. They were all like, no one cares about math. That's boring, which is fair. Um, and so we then switched up to two for that round and we switched up to for them to rounds two and three. And so I've got the results. Again, I haven't had time to put this up into a big sheet for you guys. But one of the things that we will do is we'll do that as well. And I would like, if anyone's running a team event or a league or something like that and would like to talk to me about it again, get at me. I would love to hear about that, right? Mm. So, um, now, uh, I quite like that as, you, uh, that as you can't lose because perhaps someone rolled well on a Battleshock wins by one point. The differential's great. Whether or not it should be the main score system, like for a singles event, we'll talk about that forever. Um, uh, Taco next, I have tried. Okay, I will then message me again. Pop it to the top of my inbox and we'll get, I'll get back to you straight away. Right? So the points differential is... Uh, so we did the two points differential all weekend, and these are the results. So uh, between two teams, between teal and green, uh, there was only one 20 uh, with a 4-16 and 8-12, 17-3. Um, and then in the other round, there was an 11-9, a 17-3, a 5-15, a 14-6. But over eight games, we had one 20 Yeah, one 20 which is great, which is great, which means the differential was really important. So you really had to smash someone, whereas with a one-point differential, there were loads of 20 So the two-point was better. Uh, now, on round two, this changed up a lot because we were playing basically the new battle for the pass, which is Savage Gains. The two in the middle were two points. And the others uh, is four and one for your one for your home objective, four for the enemy objective. The problem with that is you generate tons more VP than most of the other battle plans, so it's a very different game. So we ended up with more twenty O's. So in round two there were three, uh, three in one match there were three twenty O's, and in the other uh, game there were two twenty O's. So um, I don't think that needs to change so much. I just think it needs to be conscious of. That being in uh, your battle plan pack, basically. And then in round three, um, where we went back to a more traditional scoring system. So we were playing the vice. So that's the objective start in the corner, four in the corner. And they slowly move into the middle like a game of Fortnite or uh, Battlegrounds. Um, there was only, in one match, there were no 20-0s. And in the other match, there, were what, there was one 20 
there was 120.0. So that's actually really important. So that means that uh, what the two points differential has done is it gives players the opportunity to drag points back for their team, which makes games far more engaging. So I'm just trying to really push the idea that we don't just do win-loss draw for team events. It'll be super boring. You won't enjoy it. Um, and so I think like that's just not a thing. And it's just good data. Like It's the only data we have at the moment. Um, and it's nice to have immediately gone like for the whole environment to be so friendly. It's like, cool, we're changing the whole score- scoring system for the event because it wasn't very serious. Like Although the people who were playing, pretty serious players. So that was good. Um, uh, are you taking out the auto win if you hold objectives and scenarios, says Tom Dix? No, I think you just... Because the auto... I think all you do is you just still play battle tactics. So you're talking about the battle... Uh, whichever battle plan that is, which you auto um, win, which is... I can't remember the name right now. Um, I think you just award that a flat number in VPs and you still make them play battle tactics. So if you make it 10, let's say, then battle tactics, then you can still move that variance around, I think. And Iron Guts were maybe a percentage at the moment, but we so little data, so little data. Let's just keep it at 2VP for now. Let's run it for six months. Thanks, Ben the Dragon. And then let's let's look at it again, right? I think that's one of those things. Uh, Freddy Fat Fingers, differential system has always been my preferred way of doing it. Win-lose doesn't reflect how close games are and penalise those that really put the effort in to minimise their loss. I agree with you. Also, the important point about differential as well, you can really design lists that aren't giving the differential away. Like, So you put no monsters in your list, you're going to give no VPs up for monsters in addition to the other scoring system. Uh, but you put no monsters in your list, you can't score one of the easiest uh, um, secondaries to achieve, which is monstrous takeover, which is just stand on an objective with a monster, which is... But if you can have a wizard, you can be a bit clever with it. Have a wizard, make them... A, oh, no, you can't, because you have to select a monster. Really well worded by Games Workshop again. Super well worded, where you have to select what you're going to take over. You also have to... Um, name the monster that's going to do the thing. Love the set of the battle tactics. I think they could probably improve them next edition um, for uh, because some of them are a little bit too easy, maybe. But for for point scoring, you can really design lists that don't have, don't give secondaries away, um, or don't give bonus victory points away to help with differentials, which I think is important. Um, uh, can we all say a prayer for territorial in the bait? Since I got some, we can. Bring back old school victory points based on points and models killed. No, never. That's a terrible way to play Warhammer. It doesn't. It 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 thins how you play Warhammer completely. Um, doesn't work at all. Doesn't help anyone. Um, it makes lists that are only kill only uh, or only, like just nah. That's that's the worst. Um, uh, I know we've given them a guff for the ambiguity stuff, but this edition is really well written. Says Tony Smash. I agree. Like I mean, issues, but less than they've ever been. Less than they've ever been, uh, which is good. Uh, uh, and I have to say the difference in quality between the General's Handbook and Chapter Proves is wicked. It's <laughs> really different, right? Uh, then it makes the game so much meaner, uh, says Stephen Mack. Uh, what are your thoughts on Gargants in new edition tournaments? I play five games against them with three armies. I don't even make a dent. I think that they're probably one of the meta picks. They're probably one of the best armies like up there. Marathi Bow Snakes, Gotrek Seraphon, just Seraphon. Uh, IDK maybe, Gotrek anywhere. Um, is going to be uh, pretty killer, I'm going to say. Uh, I've said Marathi Bow Snakes, right? Uh, Gargants, 100%. Gargants gonna uh, going to absolutely uh, romp. And they're going to just gain bonus victory points all over as well, which is why you need, again, can I absolutely delete a unit? That's going to be really important. And truthfully, you need to ask yourself, can I do against a 4-up save? Probably a 3-up save because they're going to take cover. Can I annihilate 35 to 40 wounds from a three-up armor save unit in one turn? That's a question you need to ask yourself because that's pretty huge. Um, uh, Lumineth are probably really good as well. I don't think 60 Sentinels is going to be fun to play against. Let's put that in there. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> so uh, lots of takeaways. Lots of takeaways there. Gotrek, great. Um, elite units like bow snakes. Um, shoot, elite shooting units especially, but I think elite units, really good. Rally. Uh, pluses to save on already existing good saves uh, are very strong. Um, so there's some key takeaways there. And then uh, the, the team format, 2VP variants, uh, or differential, sorry, uh, for a 20 nil system, makes a game, makes even when you're losing, something you can win for your team. You get some bonus points for your team, 
really good. Um, now, uh, I hope you guys are all well, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. I know it was just a lot of thoughts, and um, we're still waiting. That we are we are in the process of developing some systems to drag in more stats for uh, Age of Sigmar three. Um, but if you do have events or lists or uh, events with lists, obviously we'd love to hear about it. Event results in the future. Um, more of that is going to be better. Um, uh, so the more of that you can feed us, we'll be super happy. Uh, and then tonight we're going to get into far more into kind of like a discussion with James and Nathan, who've played an Age of Sigmar 3 event as well this weekend and what their thoughts are, how they think about it as a game. Uh, maybe like what it's like as a pickup game and all that other stuff. So do join us for that. That's going to be great. I'm also running uh, an Age of Sigmar singles event and an Age of Sigmar team event. I think there is one team ticket left, although I think I'm sniping that today um, for this Sunday at the TSN Arena in Nottingham, obviously in England. Um, but I think I'm sniping that. But I think that's on. So if you don't get it by the end of today, I think I'm having it. So I'm going to play three more games of Age of Sigmar because Age of Sigmar is wicked. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, and the, the link... For the score sheet will be in the show notes as will the link to the cheat sheet done by uh, the weird knobs um, uh, the ninja is on our twitter so the honest wargamer twitter if you want to go find it as well um, is the 2vp scoring system already implemented in tabletop to if not any tips on what to use besides tabletop uh, I, I would just use pen and paper this weekend jeffrey it wasn't very complicated depends how many teams you have we only had two, four teams of four but honestly it's not that complicated to do it's a pretty simple easy way to track um, but if it's not on there, let me know. Um, so much to think about when it comes to playstyle. Tristan, love you too. Hope you're well. Um, uh, Tarquin X, absolutely adore the new edition. Me too. Donald Dino, hi. Already mentioned you for being a legend earlier. Uh, does anyone have the link to... Uh, we've done that. Uh, what tokens do we need made? Diadrin, I'll get back to you. Uh, there's still so much in my head um, that I want to type out and, and, and do. Um uh, for for the community, like like I've said, uh, like a score differential thing for people who want to write teams. I know the guys from the Alliance Open messaged me earlier, so I want to talk about that. Um, uh, links to the cheat sheets. I'll get the links in the cheat sheets, so they'll be in the chat later. So later on, if you join us at 7 p.m. tonight, I'll put the links to... Uh, I'll have it so that you can type exclamation mark cheat sheet, an exclamation mark score sheet, and then you guys will be able to go find links to those. So just join us later, and then that'll be fine. Yeah, or join us another day. Uh, and also, yeah, message Garrett as well. That'd be great. All right, thanks very much for hanging out today. Um, more more later, more of this later, but with other people's thoughts as well. Uh, big shout out to the people who did well at the weekend, of course, to the winning team at the team event. Uh, and then also, of course, um, to uh, Darren and uh, Benjamin. And Ollie. Ollie came third with his Skaven. I need to shout Ollie out. Third place, 12 years old, with his Skaven. Um, at the uh, maybe one of the first Age of Sigmar 3 singles events in the world. Um, so big shout out to Ollie. Congratulations. That's super nice. Uh, and he deserves like a round of applause. Uh, but loads of love. Okay. Uh, take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to podcast. Thanks for listening to uh, YouTube. And thanks for joining me live. And thanks to everyone on Patreon for supporting the show. I don't live without you guys supporting me on the Honest Wargamer Patreon. So thanks for doing so. Thanks to Archeon's Chosen. Uh, look after yourselves. I'll see you soon. And again, any thoughts, ideas, messages, send them to me. I'll talk to you soon. Have a nice day.